Hey, Risto here, George Mason University. This episode is the ninth out of a series of 12. Um, they are meant to be, uh, you can listen to them individually at any point, but if you want to hear the complete series, you can start in episode 254, which is an overview of the spectrum. And then we go into all of the different uh, styles, starting with command sound. And the last one we just had last week is about the convergent discovery style. Um, and you can find these styles by just scrolling down wherever you're listening to this. The episodes below will be uh, the series. Today, um, I'm going to talk about style H, the divergent discovery style. In the last episode, we explained the convergent discovery style in which there was one answer or possible way of solving a challenge uh, selected by the teachers and the students had to produce all these different questions or engage in trial and er error to solve the problem. The main difference in the divergent discovery style is that students produce multiple correct answers to one question or problem that's still selected by the teacher. So quick recap. So the human not challenge that I presented in the last episode um, about convergent discovery style had only one way of being solved. Learners engage in trial and error, but all got the same answer in the end. So let's look at another cooperative game uh, to have a similar example to explain the differences between the convergent and divergent styles. Let's say the teacher provides four different objects to students, a scooter, so like a little push scooter that you sit on and you can use your feet to move around, a jump rope, a poly spot, and a plastic let's say softball base or a baseball base or something that is a plastic round object. So students have to work together to get all of their peers from one point of the gym to another without stepping on the floor and for safety without stepping on the scooter. And these items you can add however many you want or different ones. So there are tons of possible ways that the learners can use these objects to get to the other side. They may use all the objects or they just might use a couple and figure out how to do it that way. So for example, students can use the bases and the poly spot to set an island farther away from the beginning point and bring another peer to them using the rope and the scooter. Another group may choose not to use the rope and scooter and only use the base and the poly spot by setting one in front of the other and passing one person per time to the other side. So the simple problem explained by the teacher to get all the peers from one spot to the other without stepping on the floor led to multiple divergent possible solutions by the students. So depending on the time you have in class, you should ask students to try as many different possibilities as they can. So again, convergent discovery, right? Last episode has one single answer and the students produce the questions to find the answer selected by the teacher. Learners, multiple questions converge to one answer. And I think about uh, like a funnel moving into one single answer. Um, in divergent discovery, what we're talking about today, there is one question and the students produce multiple answers. One teacher's question and multiple learners answering diverge from it. So the divergent discovery style is more student-centered than teacher-centered meaning that the students have more decision-making power. Um, that divergent discovery style develops learners' emotional confidence and their capacity to produce 
multiple solutions to a single problem in unfamiliar situations. At this point, the parameters of content go beyond the known and expected by the teacher. Um, so a lot of times a teacher using this example will be surprised of the creativity of the students to come up with these really innovative answers. Um, this style needs extended classroom time to allow students to expand their cognitive experiences. So in doing so, students develop new links among the information learned, look for new paths and strategies to solve problems that explore new possibilities, the teacher needs to be able to manage the multiple responses found by the learners. To do so, they apply the reduction process in which they reduce the many responses to the most feasible level. So what this means is that after students find multiple answers, they have to assess the responses and decide which ones are the most feasible to successfully complete the task. It's important to have patience to allow students to find those multiple responses before reducing them or presenting any criteria for reduction. If the teacher is going to rush into the reduction process or tells the learners that this will be done before they produce responses, the thinking process of the learners is going to be inhibited and they're going to look for memory solutions rather than discovery, which is again what we're after in these styles. So in other words, if the teacher tells the students that they will reduce their responses, they may think that there is a correct answer, and air quotes, correct answer. The result will be that the students will look for the answer that they believe the teacher is expecting instead of trying to discover new possibilities and work on those critical thinking skills. So looking at the anatomy of the style, the teacher is still making specific subject matter decisions, meaning the teacher is responsible for choosing the topic or content that's going to be covered, developing the questions or the situation that the learners are going to engage in, and designing the logistics of how to deliver the problem to the learners. Now, for the first time, the students engage in discovering and producing options that are related to the subject matter. What this means is that the learners take the role of producing or discovering multiple responses, designs, or solutions to a specific problem, or questions that was a question that was offered by the teacher. The students also self-assess the responses and reduce them to the feasible options, as we talked about earlier. So one more important recap. In our very first episode about the spectrum, we mentioned that every style has a bond or interaction among teaching behavior, learning behavior, and specific objectives. This is the O-T-L-O, and each style has a specific one. In the divergent style, a, a shift in the decisions from the teacher to the learner starts to happen, and that creates a new O-T-L-O relationship. This is because the students in this style are now more immersed in the subject matter decisions than in any of the previous styles. So, up to this point, the teacher was responsible for making all of the subject matter decisions while the learners replicated and performed what was expected by the teacher or discovered what the teacher guided them to. In the divergent discovery style, the learners go beyond the known and expand their boundaries. In this process, learners are making decisions regarding the subject matter. Let me try to explain to you in this way. 
the teacher is still making all the decisions in the pre-impact set, so in the planning phase. However, in the impact set, meaning during the lesson, the learners are starting to make these decisions regarding the subject matter through the production of multiple ideas. While students are navigating possibilities, the teacher provides neutral feedback, acknowledging that their responses are acceptable and encouraging them to continue looking for new answers. The teachers only provides corrective feedback if the students move away from the original question. And finally, in the post-impact set, that's the part of the lesson after the activity, learners are assessing if their ideas and solutions were or were not appropriate for the task selected. So the subject matter objectives of the divergent discovery style are one, produce multiple responses to a single question. Two, develop divergent thinking in cognitive operations. Three, expand content boundaries. So see the content learned as evolving and not static. And four, assess the solutions to be able to organize them for specific purposes. There are also multiple behavioral objectives. Mainly, this style focus on one, encouraging learners in divergent discovery and activate their divergent thinking. Two, encouraging students to become emotionally, cognitively, and socially secure to move beyond the memory or production of skills of being able to take the risk of producing new ideas and alternatives to solve that problem. Three, recognizing that people are able to develop different approaches and respect the ideas of others and four feeling the emotions and cognitive energy of producing multiple divergent responses to a stimulus pe and other movement settings provide a rich variety of opportunities to use the style of teaching there are always new movements to create new strategies different pieces of equipment to use and new combinations of movements possible to discover. These possibilities enhance learners' creativity and provide the opportunity for them to create things that not even the teacher thought about before. So let's think about one more example. So say the teacher is teaching locomotive activities and tells the students to go back and forth from one side of the gym to the other in as many different ways as they can find. The problem presented is simple, it's to get to the other side of the gym in different ways. Students may walk, run, jog, skip. They can do this in different directions, such as going forward, going backwards, going sideways, or even different levels like high or low. Um, so while the learners are discovering new ways of getting from one point to the other, the teacher observes providing neutral and encouraging feedback and make sure that their practice is safe. After the learners discover the variety of ways that they can move, the teacher asks them to share what they did. Students can then reflect on the different locomotive possibilities. So just like in previous styles, it's important to explain that the expectation that you have as a teacher before starting the activity. So you have to remember to emphasize the new teacher and learner roles what divergent discovery or production means and that there's no single correct answer being sought. The divergent discovery style is prevalent and essential to society. 
developing the skills or producing alternative designs to life situations, different possibilities of solving problems, thinking of multiple options of doing things and searching for different opportunities allows society to keep evolving and moving and answering the complex questions. So this style creates the possibility for change and the development of contributions to humanity in every aspect of society. The variety of human movement is infinite. This is a quote from the book. And so in a PE and other physical activity settings, using this style to teach learners how to create new possibilities can modernize and innovate traditional practices. And more importantly, learning how to develop new forms of movement can provide opportunities for a variety of people with different characteristics, needs, and skill levels to engage in physical activities and sports through personalized experiences. So once again, as we wrap this up, I encourage you to download the book. It's free um, and linked in the notes of all the Spectrum episodes in this podcast. The chapter about divergent discovery style has a lot of detail to help you design uh, your future lessons. And you can find great examples of how to word your tasks, design activities, and, and a ton more. So that's all I have for you on this one. Um, I'll be back soon again next week with episodes explaining the next teaching styles as we wrap up this series. Um, I want to thank, as always, Alba Rodriguez for her help in producing these podcasts. And of course, to the Spectrum Institute for all the free materials they provide to everyone um, helping uh, make these podcasts a real reality. Thanks for listening.